of Exodus this evening, the 15th chapter of Exodus. And we're going to start in verse 1. Exodus chapter 15. Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. And the Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God. And I will praise him, my father's God, and I will extol him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea, and the choicest of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deeps cover them, and they went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power, and your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemies. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send forth your burning anger, and it consumes them as chaff. And at the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up, and the flowing waters stood up like a heap, and the, the deeps were congilled in the heart of the sea. And the enemy said, I will pursue, and I will overtake, and I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be gratified against them, and I will draw out my sword and my hand will destroy them. You blew with your wind and the sea covered them and they sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the God, O Lord? Who is like you majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders? For you stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. And in your loving kindness, you have led the people whom you have redeemed. In your strength, you have guided them to your holy habitation. Look at verse 14. The peoples have heard. They trembled. Anguish has gripped the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom were dismayed. And the leaders of Moab, trembling grips them all the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away and terror and dread fell upon them by the greatness of your arm they are motionless as stone until your people pass over O Lord until the people pass over whom you have purchased let's pray real quick amen dear Heavenly Father we come before you today in the name of Jesus and Lord, I thank you, God, tonight for what you're going to speak to our hearts. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, for your anointing that destroys every yoke. But I thank you, God, that you are a God that we can trust. Father, just anoint me to preach your word tonight, God. 
Speak, Lord, through me and bring us a word that we can apply to our lives. Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Amen. I want, us to, I want to talk to you tonight, and my subject is right song, but wrong side. Amen. Right song, but wrong side. And, you know, as we read in, in the Bible here in the book of Exodus in chapter 15, what we begin to see is where the people of God were surrounded by circumstance that were beyond their power and their ability in order to deliver themselves. They were in a situation where outside of the help of God, amen, they had no hope. Are y'all with me today? They were surrounded by circumstances. They were surrounded by situations that they within their self did not have the power in order to bring deliverance. Are y'all with me today? When we look right here in the, book, in the book of Exodus in chapter 15, amen, and we all are familiar with the story of where Jesus, where God had split the Red Sea. Am I correct? Well, the Red Sea was before them. This is whenever the children of Israel, amen, were leaving out of exile, amen, out of Egypt, amen. They were leaving from the bondage of Pharaoh, and they were headed into a place that God had prepared for them. Amen. They were headed, amen, into what is known as the promised land. Are y'all with me today? And so here we are, and they're, as they're leaving, and God is taking them to this place. Amen. The Red Sea at this point was before them. It was in front of them. And, and to the left, they saw nothing but mountains. And to the right, they saw nothing but mountains. And behind them, they saw nothing but Pharaoh and his army. Are y'all with me today? And one thing that we come to realize, amen, is God is the one who had led them to this place. God is the one that had led them to this place. And what we begin to see happens in this situation right here where it looks like there is no hope. It looks like there is no way out. As we begin to see the children of Israel, we begin to see the people who begin to complain and murmur against Moses and operate in something called fear. Are y'all with me today? Here they are. God is taking them into their destiny. God is taking them into, amen, the place that God has prepared for them. But in the midst of that, they end up dealing with some challenges and some trials and some situations. Amen. And so here we are. The people begin to complain. Amen. And Moses, being a good pastor, began to, amen, pray. Amen. That's what a good pastor does, doesn't he? You come to him and you say, God, you say, Pastor, I have this problem. It looks impossible. I don't know, amen, how we're going to get out of this. 
Amen. And then we begin to operate in fear and we begin to operate in doubt and we begin to operate, amen, in a way where we say, God, I don't see a solution. Are y'all, have none of y'all been in that situation before, have you? I know all of you respond, amen, in faith. Hello, somebody. Every time you come against a trial and a situation that looks impossible in your life. Are y'all with me today? Praise the Lord. Maybe y'all ain't never been through nothing. I don't know. Just stick around in Christianity. You'll get there. So here we are. Pastor Moses begins to pray. And God, amen, brought about a deliverance as he parted the Red Sea. Can I get an amen? Here we are, amen. Moses prays. God shows up. He parts the Red Sea. They walk across, amen, on dry ground. And then their enemies coming behind them. Amen. End up being defeated. The water comes over them. Amen. They drowned. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And God begins to show up and show out like he does so often in our lives. Are y'all with me today? We come all frantic. We come all crazy. We say, pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. The pastor says, we're going to pray about this. Amen. God begins to show up or give an answer. Hello, somebody. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? So here we are. God showed up. Amen. He split the Red Sea. He brought deliverance to the people and they walked across on dry ground. And when Pharaoh and his great army tried to follow, God shut the sea on them and they all drowned. Now, I want you to look at this for just a moment, because this is the way a lot of us are in our Christian life. See, at this point in time, the children of God, they began to look back, amen, from the other side, and they saw their enemy destroyed. Here we are, Pharaoh and his army are pursuing the children of God, amen, And they come against the Red Sea. God opens, splits the Red Sea wide open. They walk across on dry ground. Amen. They look back and amen. Their enemy is being destroyed right before them. Are y'all with me today? And then what we begin to realize, and this is where we look right here in chapter 15 and verse 1. If you'll look, this is uh, what, this is the point that they're at right there. And it says, then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. And the horse and its riders he has hurled into the sea. And the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my God, Father God, and I will extol him. In other words, what happened was God delivered them from the impossible. God delivered them from their situation, amen. And the people began to rejoice 
and they began to praise God, amen, and they began to worship God, and they began to sing a song to God, and they said, God is my deliverer. God is my salvation. God is awesome. God is great. God is mighty, amen. This is what they went. So here they go from, amen, murmuring and complaining and operating in fear and doubt, and they come be, all of a sudden, they're all of a sudden, they're praising God. Somebody say God is good. Now, I want you to look at that for just a moment because God's people, they sang the right song. They said, God is my deliverer. God is my salvation. They were singing the right song, saints. Hello, somebody. But they sang it on the wrong side. In other words, they should have sang the song at the other side when they were surrounded by all their circumstances. Hello, somebody. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's two sides to all trials. There's two sides to all temptations. Amen. There's the testing side. Amen. And there's the breakthrough side. There's the testing side and there's the breakthrough side. And all of us are real good at praising God through the breakthrough side. But some of us, amen, haven't learned how to praise God through the testing side. We're all able to praise God when God begins to move in our situation, when he begins to show up, amen, when he begins to do the impossible, amen, we can praise him real good. All of a sudden, God's a real good God. All of a sudden, God's an awesome God. Man, that's my God right there amen he's a god that can amen part the, the red sea he's a god that can move mountain he's a god that can do this and that amen but what about praising god amen on the other side amen of the river hello somebody what about praising him amen when the enemy's still right there See, I'm going to share this with you because we're talking about the same children of Israel, amen, that ended up dying in the wilderness. And this was their M.O. Their M.O. was every time they get into a tough spot, amen, that looks impossible, they begin to murmur and they begin to complain and they begin to doubt, amen, and they begin to, amen, to do all these things. Hello, somebody. And then God shows up, amen, and all of a sudden they're all there praising God. The Bible says that they were singing a song. See, sometimes you got to learn how to sing that song, amen, on the other side of the sea. you got to sing that song when you're going through the fire. you got to sing that song when you're going through the trial. you got to sing that song when the enemy is coming up against you, amen. You can't wait till God shows up to sing that song. You've got to praise God, amen, in the storm. You've got to praise God in the trial. You've got to praise God in the challenge, amen. You can't wait till you get to the other side see they had the right song but they had the wrong side hello somebody don't wait for God to move before you're gonna thank him hello somebody are y'all with me today and this is what some of us do we murmur we complain we doubt and we operate in fear 
And then God shows up. God makes a way. Because that's what God does. And then all of a sudden we're good. And then all of a sudden we're praising him. Amen. See, you've got to learn how to praise him, amen, even in the testing side. It's easy to praise him when you look back and all the enemies are destroyed behind you. It's easy to praise him, amen, whenever he just made a way out of no way. Hello, somebody. It's easy to praise him, amen, whenever the victory is right there before it and you can taste it and you can see it, amen. But what about praising him, amen, when you can't see it? What about praising him when it's not, amen, visual? Hello, somebody. I'm trying to help somebody out here tonight. See, they sang the right song, but they sang it on the wrong side. They should have been saying that song on the other side when they were surrounded by their circumstance. Amen. And the reason I want you to look at this, because any doubter can sing after the testing has passed. Anybody can sing when it's all going good. It don't take faith in order to praise God when everything's going good. It don't take faith to believe God when he's already showed up. It takes faith to believe God when it isn't, when it hasn't showed up yet. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, we've got a bunch of people that praise God only whenever it, it, whenever it comes. You see how they got a little pep in their step all of a sudden. Amen. They're praising the Lord. They're, all of a sudden, now they're going to lift their hands. Amen. Now they're going to sing a worship song. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad you're singing. What about last week and the week before? When you had your hands down to your side looking like you were mad at the world. Somebody say, God is good. Any doubter can sing after the testing's passed and the victory's come. But it's on the testing side that the Lord wants us to learn to sing his praises. You need to learn that. You praise God, amen, as if it's already done. Say, so you know, this is what true faith is. Look, I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know in what way he's going to do it, but I know my God. I know who he is, and I know that he's going to show up, and I know that he's going to make a way, and I know that he's going to change some hearts, and I know that he's going to bring some provision, and I know that he's going to do some miracles, and I know, the, oh, come on, somebody, that's the way you got to be. And then you begin to praise him as if it's already done in Jesus' name. See, the children of Israel, they were singing and dancing, man. But the victory was hollow because they had failed the test that day. And Christians today, they need to learn to sing the song of deliverance on the testing side of trouble. 
See, God's purpose is allowing us to go through some trials like the children of Israel is to test us and to build us a foundation to trust in him. And what you begin to see here is time and time again, amen, the children of Israel never learned to trust him. Because if they trusted him, if they truly knew who their God was, they would have been able to praise him, amen, even when it hadn't manifested itself. Because they say, I know who my God is. He's my ever-present in a time of need. He's a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a provider. Are y'all with me today? Now, see, this can be tough because the flesh argues. The flesh says, man, who can sing when we're going through it? Who can sing when we're hurting? Hello. Who's going to sit there and rejoice when you're going through the fire. That's what the flesh says. Are y'all with me? You know, somebody said it's not natural to sing songs of deliverance when going through the furnace of affliction. You know, and you might say, well, does God care uh, about our human fears and hurts? Oh, I'm here to tell you, yes, he does. Amen. The Bible says this very thing in Deuteronomy 1 and 31. It says, thou has seen how the Lord thy God uh, deals with thee. As a man deals with his son in all the way that you went. In other words, amen, he's going to deal with you like somebody deals with their son. In other words, God is a loving and caring father. Hello, somebody. He's one that wants the, the best for you. And there's nothing wrong with going to God when you're hurting. I'm here to tell you. And there's nothing wrong with crying to God for help. Amen. God understands when you're heartbroken. And he understands when things look bad or black in your life. Amen. David said this very thing. He said, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord. But the time comes when the Holy Spirit meets you in prayer, amen. And he says, as he did to Moses, he says, why are you still crying? When will faith rise up in your heart? We're going to go through some things, and it's okay to cry out to God. But you've got to be able to praise him. Hello. And you've got to operate in faith. Some of us are just like those children of Israel, man. We keep failing the test over and over and over and over and over again. I want you to know God knows everything that you're going through. But he wants you to trust him with all your heart that he's going to deliver you. Are you with me today? See, and the, and the thing that the children of Israel didn't learn to do was to trust God. And as a result, they were always complaining, and they were always murmuring, and they were always operating in unbelief. And yes, you heard them praising God and rejoicing when he showed up. But as soon as the next trial came... As soon as the next situation came, they were right back to where they started. (laughs) 
Read all throughout the, the Old Testament. You'll see what I'm talking about. This is, this is their story. Anybody can trust God when he just did a miracle. But it takes a little something to trust God, amen, going through the furnace, going through the fire, going through the trial. It takes a whole lot of trust in order to believe God coming up on a Red Sea, amen, right there with your enemies behind you. Hello, somebody. You know, but they didn't learn. Somebody say, we got to learn. And after God had delivered them from Pharaoh's army, it wasn't even three days later that they were back to their old way of doubt and fear. And some of us have seen God do miracle after miracle after breakthrough after, after this and that. And it does not even three days later and we're already back to doubt. And we just seen God do the impossible. Come on, I know I'm preaching to the right crowd. I want you to look at the scripture right here in Psalms 137, verse 3. Can you put that up there for me? Psalms 137 and verse 3. Because this is what some of us are like. This is how the enemy has some of us right here when we're going through it. It says, for there are captors demanded of us songs. And our tormentors, mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Go to the next verse. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Now, I want you to look at this for a moment because God's people were in the hardest place of their lifetime. And as they were being carried away by the enemy, the enemy was requiring them that they would sing a song. But there was no life in them anymore. All there was was just depression and despair and hopelessness. Amen. And a lot of times, a lot of Christians find themselves just like, amen, the children of Israel and they're captives of the devil to a point to where they don't even have a song to sing. They said, how can we sing a song in a strange land? How can I sing a song when I'm going through it? See, the Babylonians, they had demanded a song, amen, because there's something in every person's heart that cries out, amen. I want you to know it's important for us to sing a song to Zion no matter what we're going through. Because I'm here to tell you today what the world needs to see 
And what they want to see is Christians that can go through their Red Sea. They can go through their dark valley. They can go through their trial. Hello, somebody. They can go through whatever it is, and they can still praise their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They can still say God is a good God. God is a great God. God is a deliverer. God is a healer. God is all-powerful. God can make a way. Amen. God will show up. God will show out. They need to see somebody that can walk, amen, through the trials of life. Because I'm here to tell you, you're going to go through some things in this life. If somebody told you something different, they lied to you. Amen. And they need to repent and apologize to you. Because you're going to go through things in this life. Just because you became a Christian doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. And you're never going to go through something. But I'm here to tell you today. Amen. That whatever you go through, God will show up. Amen. And God will make a way. And God will deliver you. God will do it. But you've got to learn how to praise him. Amen. Before he does it, anybody can praise him after he's done it. And the world needs to see that. They need to see you walk in joy. Even when you're going through hell. And I know that's easier said than done, isn't it? That's easy to talk about once we've got through, when we're on the other side. (laughs) But what about in it? But this is what we've got to get to. We've got to get to a point where we can praise him while we're in it. Where we can thank him while we're in it. Not once we're through it. Somebody say God is good. I want you to know something. Your doubts... They've got to be dealt with on the testing side. Hello. Otherwise, you're going to be a murmurer. Hello. Are you all with me today? If you don't deal with your doubts, you're going to be given over to a spirit of murmuring and complaining, and you're going to give over to a spirit, amen, of fear. And how many of y'all know that God said he hadn't given us a spirit of fear? And what's the sad part about it is you'll live that way and you'll die that way. Somebody say, we got to pass the test. See, your doubts, they got to be pulled up by the roots. When you find yourself able to operate in faith in the trial and in the fire, that's when you know that you've got something. That's when you know. You want to know if you've grown? Look and see how you respond in the trial and in the fire. And the first response might be, you know, because you kind of get caught off guard, you might kind of, 
you know, like somebody that just got not hit blindsided, you know what I mean? And you're trying to get your stamina, you're trying to get your means about you, you know what I mean? But once you can get your composure, hello somebody, then that's when you begin to dig in and you begin to believe in faith. Sometimes we all respond right off the, off the muscle, amen, when we get caught off guard. And, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, you know. But then you've got to grab a hold of your composure. You've got to believe and trust in your God and operate in faith. See, Israel had been singing. And Israel had been declaring the power and the strength of a mighty God. And that he was leading and protecting them. But when they had uh, arrived at Mara, which means waters of bitterness, God was about to test them again. Amen. And they went three days in the wilderness and they found no water. And the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? How could a people lose their trust in God in three days? How could they lose it so quickly? Amen. But the reason why they lost it so quickly is because they never had confidence in God to begin with. And that's the reason why they failed the test again. Somebody say God is good. They didn't lose their trust in God so quickly. They never had it. Are y'all with me today? I know I'm preaching a little hard today. That's okay. And what happened was Israel went from crisis to crisis, never learning to fully trust God. Are y'all with me today? Now, sometimes we're going to go from crisis to crisis. Hello, from faith to faith and glory to glory. Sometimes we're going to go from challenge to challenge. Hello, somebody. If you get a good break in there, amen, about a couple of months, thank you, Jesus. Enjoy it while you can. Amen. It's not going to last forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You've got to remember God is the author and the perfecter of your faith. Hello, somebody. Are you all with me? So they went from crisis to crisis and never learned to fully trust God. And what happened was four deliverances later. I want you to look at that. God had delivered them four different times. They were in the fourth, four deliverances later, they were given one last chance. God had given them one last chance. And so Israel had witnessed God's miracles. Amen. Time and time again, they witnessed it at the Red Sea. They had seen the healing waters at Mara, amen, God, amen. They had seen God bring water flowing from a, wa a rock at Mount Horeb, amen. They had seen manna and quails appear from heaven, and now they were ready to go into the promised land that God had for their very life, amen. Hello, somebody. It's kind of like when David, amen, had fought the bear, and David had fought the lion, and so as a result, David was able to fight Goliath 
faith. Are y'all with me today? Amen. He had seen the victory here. He had seen the victory there. Amen. God's got a way to prepare you for where he's taken you. God's got a way to prepare you for your destiny. He's got a way to prepare you. Amen. He doesn't make you fight the Goliath right off the bat. Amen. He'll allow you to deal with some lions first and some bears first and then give you the Goliath. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? He has a way to ease you into it. Amen. But he had allowed them to go through these various trials, amen, and he showed up every single time. And every time they repeated the same thing. How are we going to do it? We're doomed. It's never going to happen. Amen. We're never going to, we're all dead. We're going to die in this place. Hello. And he gave them one last time. And they were ready to go into the promised land. He was giving them one more chance to enter the land that flowed with milk and honey. Some of you guys trying to take you to a land that flows with milk and honey. Hello, somebody. But you're like those doubting Israels. Every single thing that you run into, all you get is murmuring and complaining and doubt. So they were ready to go, and God was giving them another chance. And then we come up to the story where they had sent the 12 spies into Canaan. And how many of y'all know the story? Amen. Ten of them had come back with an evil report, right? This is what he said. He said, surely it floweth with milk and honey. Amen. Surely it's a blessed land. It's, amen. But the cities are walled in very great and we're not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and the land eateth up the inhabitants and all the people that we saw in the are men of a great statue and there we saw the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers that's what the bible said in the book of numbers amen and so here they are, amen, the, the report imparted, amen, fear, and it imparted doubt, amen, to the children of Israel. Hello, somebody. Did you know sometimes, amen, when you're going through your thing and you operate in fear and doubt, amen, that's what you're reporting to the, that's what you're spewing all over the people? That's why sometimes we just tell you, hey, don't talk to anybody if you're in the home. If you're in the church, I hope God tells you, just don't talk to anybody. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good, amen. Pastor, you treat us like we're in the home. God is good, amen. But the report imparted fear and doubt to the children of Israel. But how many of y'all know when Joshua stood up and said, God is with us? When the man of God stood up, he said, God is with us. And he said, God is with us. And he said, God is able. And you want to know what they wanted to do? They wanted to stone him. But this testing was to prepare them for their first battle in Canaan. Amen. And many of y'all are familiar with that, which was actually the battle of Jericho. Hello, somebody. 
And the walls of Jericho were impossible to bring down because they didn't have any weapons or any resources in order to destroy them. Amen. And the, the cry of Israel was, it is useless and hopeless. Why try to go over there? And I want you to look at this because this is how Satan wants you to think concerning your problems and concerning your trials in your life. He wants you to say, why? It's useless. It's impossible. That's what he wants you to say. There's no hope. Somebody say, the devil is a liar. Can I get the worship team to come forward? This is what the devil wants you to think. The devil's the one, like those 10 spies, giving you that bad report. You're never going to make it. The enemy's too great. There's never going to be a way. The pastor's never going to do that. You're never going to go forward. You're never going to be able to do this. Whatever, whatever the devil tells you. I don't know what the devil tells you. He tells you all kinds of stuff. Amen. I don't know about you. He tries to tell me stuff too. I say, no, devil, you're a liar. I say, that's the devil. Sometimes you got to learn to call the things that aren't as though they are. You've got to call it and you've got to stand on it. And it's got to be sometimes more than just for 24 hours. Sometimes we can stand on it for 24 hours and then we go right back to the way we were. Oh, I guess God's not going to do it. He's not going to show up, man. You just, sometimes you got to get some endurance and some perseverance in your life. Are y'all with me? So this is how Satan wants you to think, but God wants you to trust in him. And he wants you to trust in him with all your heart. And I want you to know that he will destroy those walls of Jericho in your life. He's going to handle those trials. He's going to handle those problems. He's going to handle those situations. It may not be in the time that you want, because I know how we are. I want it right now. Why is it not already done? You know, we're all like that, every one of us. You know? But Israel had failed the final test. Look with me real quick in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 1. I'm almost done. He said, now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, tell the sons of Israel to turn back and camp before Phiphorath, sorry for that pronunciation, but God is good, between Migdal and the sea, and you shall camp in front of Baal-Zephon, opposite it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the sons of Israel, they are wandering aimlessly in the land. You know, I want you to know Pharaoh represents the devil. Amen? He represents Satan. They are wandering aimlessly in the land, and the wilderness has shut them in. Look at this. 